generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Matthew chapter 14, and let's go all the way to verse 22. So what, what the Lord has taken us will require boldness. Boldness. Now, by inheritance, you have boldness, but by discipline and decision, you must manifest the boldness you possess in your spirit. Your spirit is not intimidated, but your mind often struggles to operate at the frequency of your spirit. And we're going to look at two major texts today that will help us understand what God would have us do, how he would have us operate with boldness. Paul spoke to Timothy and has said, God has not given us the spirit of fear. That means that there is such a thing as the spirit of fear. And one of the ways in which the spirit of fear manifests is that something you're not supposed to be afraid of, you're already afraid of it. Or something that may never happen, you're afraid of it. The when you think about that thing in your future, it's fear. You've never been married before, but when you think about marriage, you're already afraid. Oh, come on, people. Anybody like that? Some people say, oh, me, I can never travel by air because I'm afraid. Have you traveled by air before? So that's the more reason. <laughs> right? So we're going to look at a couple of things. Do you have my pictures? Do you have my, my adventure pictures? Do you have it on the slides? All right, because we're going to look at adventure pictures and my co-brave, what do you call it? My co-pilot. Oh, I was going to say something else, but I want to say it. But am I, am I hindered? You know, after the second service last week. Matthew 14, from verse 22 to verse 33. Can we read it together? The count of three to one? <laughs> At the count of three to one. So, three to one. But immediately, get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walked on the sea, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Continue loud and bold. Let me just prophesy to somebody, the storms you've been through or you're going through recently will end in bouts of worship. Somebody who feels bombarded by life, harassed by circumstances, intimidated by meetings at home and abroad, that your case has become a subject of WhatsApp discussions. God is going to manifest his power so strong that people will look at you and that situation and bust out in worship. Some of you don't understand. Some of you don't understand, but maybe one or two people here might know one of the pastors I served under had been trusting God for the fruit of the womb for years. I had 14, 15, 16, 17 years, I think, about that. And I was in Oxford Street in London and somebody said to me that Pastor so-and-so has had a baby. Do you know what I did on Oxford Street? How many people know Oxford Street? The busiest street in London. I fell on my knees. 
and I worshipped. You know the person I'm talking about. And I worshipped and there were tears in my eyes. Because he had prayed for people who were trusting God for the fruit of the womb. Powerful intercessor, great man, lover of people. But he didn't have a baby for all those years. But when that, the baby came, I was in Faraway, London. I knelt down and I worshipped. What you are going through right now, when it is turned around, people are going to kneel and they will offer worship unto the Lord because it's going to be such a drastic and dramatic turnaround. I proclaim this by the oil of the prophetic in the name of Jesus. There will be such a radical shift. Why are people going to worship? They will know this is not your competence. They will know this is not your pedigree. They will know this is not your money. They will know this is not your experience. This is the Lord at work. Can we just pray in 30 seconds to one minute? That there will be a shift in every stomach situation. Before I ex exit the text, you are so wet with the waves and the winds bombarding you, harassing you, pushing hard on you. But turn, 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 turn it around. If you're not praying for yourself, intercede in the spirit. Or maybe there's a brother you know in this house or a sister you know in this house who's been waiting. Shifted Lord. Shifted Lord. I wanted to know that God is interested not just in your salvation but your well-being, in your welfare. Peter already believed in Jesus. So if he was interested only in his salvation, he will let him sink and die. After all, he's going to heaven. But no, you will not be cut short before you finish your assignment. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Let your amen be louder than your prayers. And you may be seated. Before I break this down thoroughly, I want us to examine something that is very significant in this place. The Bible tells us in this passage in Matthew chapter 14 that it was Jesus that told them to go to the other side. I'll talk about this shortly. But what happened was that in the fourth watch that Jesus began to walk on the sea. And when they saw him, when they saw him, they were afraid. So what they saw was the real thing. How they saw was wrong. Sometimes the reason fear encroaches in your life or in your space is not that you are seeing the wrong thing, but you are seeing the right thing the wrong way. <laughs> what they saw was Jesus. It was Jesus the saw. The Bible says that when they saw him walking on the sea, thank you media, they were troubled saying it is a ghost. Isn't that interesting that God can be at work in your life, but you see it as a ghostly situation. It can be God, but you're saying it's demons at work. <laughs> that God can be the one who has released you. Oh, glory to God, we're really growing now, we're exploding. See, there are chairs right here. Right? So God can release you from a job and you say, the devil fired me. Oh, come on. Sometimes what makes you scared is not demonic activity, it's divine activity that you've not discerned. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes the reason you're actually in trouble is not because the devil is at work, it's that God is at work, but you don't understand what God is doing. And so for many of us, our fear is artificial because our fear is not even from what is, what is happening. Our fear is from what we think is happening. Our fear is not from the struggle or the quarrel in the marriage. Our fear is from the premise of, oh my God, if there's any squabble or any debate in the marriage, then it's going to break up. Not necessarily. Maybe God is trying to break down something in your personality that does not work for the ultimate agenda he has for the union. 
Because many times we ask God, fix something in my life, and we don't realize that God has to break us to fix some things. And so when God begins this breaking process, we think the devil is breaking us down. But God's anointing does not just build up, it also breaks down. When I spoke to Jeremiah in chapter 1, it says, I've ordained you as a prophet to the nations. And he says that you will pull down. You will pull down. So there's a dimension of the anointing that comes to pull down certain things in your life that are no longer less necessary for the next level. Oh, I'm not getting so many amens on this now. Look at somebody beside you and say, God is at work in your life. Some of you just looked, you didn't say anything. Some of you said it, but you didn't look. But trust me, the neighbor is good looking enough for you to pay attention to them. Say to that person, God is at work in your life. It's important that we pay attention not only to what we see, but how we see. Not just what we see, but how we see. Because seeing is very important in the spirit. Hebrews 12 verse 1, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, if Jesus is the author of my faith, how long should I look? How long should I look? Till he finishes it. So it's a lifelong looking engagement. Sentenced to a life of looking. Unto who? Unto who? Theo, talk to me. Unto who? Jesus, the author and the finisher of faith. We read something earlier in the book of Hebrews chapter 4. We read in the first service. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14. He says, seeing that we have a great high priest. Seeing. Not that we once saw that we have a great high priest. But seeing. I have to train my eyes and my mind to see what God is doing in the middle of what the devil is trying to cause me to focus on. I have to train myself to see correctly. Have you noticed this? If you look at light, look at light, look at bright light for a long time, and you look away from that light, what happens? Your pupils begin to act a little fun like there's still some light there because you focus so long, they are used to a certain level of light. And what has happened to some of us is not that we're walking in darkness, but we've stepped down our focus on the light we used to walk in. How do I know? The Bible says here that the soldiers walk in the middle of the night. Now, what was the issue? Was it that they had become blind? Is that what happened to them? No. It was that the seasons that changed and didn't have sufficient light in themselves to be able to dispel the darkness on the outside. Oh my God. So sometimes misrepresentation doesn't happen because you are backsliding. It happens because you haven't generated sufficient light for the current climate you're in. Oh, are you here, somebody? So you don't have to backslide to misinterpret the, the plans and the purposes of God. If you don't have sufficient light for the pervading darkness around you. So for some of you, when you were in secondary school, you used to burn for God. You were on fire because you were benefiting from corporate light. When you were in university, you were general secretary. Or Bible study secretary. Or prayer mantis of the fellowship. When you went to NYC or for NYC, you were the papa of the <laughs> fellowship. And they used to burn and burn and burn. But right now, they are in the corporate world and the game has changed. <laughs> so you don't have the time. In other words, you don't have sufficient time to trade for the oil needed to keep the fire burning. The oil talks about what has to be burned for the lights to be on. Look at somebody say, do you have sufficient light? Do you have sufficient light? So what happened was, they hadn't backslidden. What had happened was, the environment had changed. The terrain had changed. The demands had changed. And even though it was the same Jesus and the same disciples, they couldn't recognize the Jesus they had, they had walked with for years. Not because Jesus had changed into a ghost, but because they didn't have sufficient light. I'm praying that in the service and in this message, 
oil is being poured into your lamp in a spiritual fashion and your fire is burning again your light is shining again you are going to be illuminated flooded with light revelation is shining all through your life in the name of jesus some people don't even have enough oil to say amen their lips are too heavy to move but if you believe this shout i receive it receive light receive light Jesus had done many mighty miracles and at this time he sent him to the other side. Let me announce somebody, there's an other side to your life, an other side to your story, an other side to where you are right now. Particularly for those who feel burdened and weighed down and those who are somewhat anxious, who have been carrying certain family issues that they've not been able to handle. I want to encourage you this morning, there is an other side to your life. There is another side to your story and your situation. Can I just preach a little bit to somebody? There is another side to owing. There is another side where you will no longer be the person who's indebted. You'll be the person lending onto nations. There is another side to sickness where you will not be the one going from doctor to doctor. You will be the person administering the healing power of the Holy Ghost. There is another side. I want to deal with the principality that has been projecting lies into somebody's mind. Thinking this is all God has for your life and this is how it's going to end or how you're going to die. Be there anyone who's struggling with suicidal tendencies or overwhelmed because of the burdens you're carrying from your brothers and your sisters and your uncles and your aunts. I break that way off your life in the name of Jesus and I proclaim there is another side give me the scripture he said Jesus told them to go to the other side I speak prophetically to you right now wherever you have camped in your walk with God when you feel this is the best and the brightest this is the highest and the most this is all that God has for me I come to shake you out of that place of complacency in your prayer walk in your study in your declaration in the prophetic and I preach right now and I declare that you move to the other side in the name of you will not always sleep off when you're praying let's go to the other side I love what the Bible says the Bible does not just say that immediately Jesus said to them to go there he said he made them get to the other side in other words even if you don't want to go there it's too late in the service God is making you move to the other side you are moving to the other side you are moving to the other side I break that spell, that cycle that has been standing in your way, holding you hostage and keeping you bound and ridiculed by life. You move to the other side. You move to the other side. That pain, you must not get used to that pain. When God made you in the beginning, it was not so. There is a pain-free you. There is an addiction-free you. There is a lie-free you. There is a demotion-free you. There is a poverty free you and you begin to move in that manifestation in the name of Jesus please go out of your seat slap three people a palm burning palm and decent high five and tell them there is another side let's go to the other side let's go to the other side there's another side to this pain there's another side to this hurt there's another side to the struggle there's another side to this disease there's another side to failure there's another side to overwhelm there's another side to shame there's another side to people thinking that you have a job but you actually have no clients no customers no contracts we reverse it by the spirit of prayer no more dry season in your life no more downtime in your business in your walk there is another side if you believe the shout there is another side oh my god somebody you ought to shout it from the depths of your belly from the depths of your heart and your spirit from the inside of you shout it like you mean it shout it like you believe it shout it like something is breaking shout it like something is being pierced shout there is another there is another
another side. There is another side. There is another side. When we were 10, 12, 15 people in our living room somewhere in Yaba, God knew that there was another side. When we moved to Bannocks, God knew there was another side. When we moved to Skate City, one service, half full, God knew there was another side. Full, God knew there was another side. Second service, full, overflow. Now we're moving to Bush Street. I proclaim your life too must move. Your ministry too must move. Your capacity, you will not stay stuck. You're in a moving house with a moving pastor who's married to a moving wife. You have no excuse to stay stuck. You are on the move. Move in the name of Jesus. Move by the power of the Holy Ghost. Move to the next level. Move to the next phase. Move to the next site. Move to the next dimension. There is, and not my wife will tell you, there is a moving anointing on my life. In the last 10 years, I have moved homes and houses 10 times, literally, in 10 years. Not because I'm restless, but I'm a man on the move. I don't stay stuck. I don't stay stranded. Look at somebody say, let's move. Le papayatataya, rotakatoyakataya, le protokalia zobotaya, ye koka kokayada. Move in the power of the Holy Ghost. Move in the anointing of Jehovah. Move in the new dawn of a new day. Move through the open doors. Move with your family. Move with your business. Move with your mantles. Move with the grace of God upon your life. Move. You are moving. You are moving. This miracle is good, but there is another side. This anointing is good, but there is another side. This face is good, but there is another side. This realm is good, but there is another side. This power is good, but there is... Another side. There is another side. Why did Jesus make them? Come, guys, four, four of you come. I'm Jesus. I'm doing miracles. I've loved them. Multiply lots of bread and all of that. And Jesus knows that if you say to them, "Go to the other side," they might be hesitant because many of us watch this. Many of us have become addicted to the acts of God and not the heart of God. So we're addicted to the acts of God. We are compelled to keep looking for temporary fixes. But God doesn't just want to live in the realm of bread and fish multiplication. This is Matthew chapter 9, Matthew chapter 14. In Matthew 17, the Bible says after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John to a mount of transfiguration. Much later, you know, when they got to the mount of transfiguration, Peter said it's good for us to build three tents. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Man's tendency is to build a tent at the last place of God's acts. So Jesus knows that if, if, if it's just all about me, they will stay with me. So Jesus constrained them. And pushed them into a boat. He made them. To make them means that he pushed. He insisted. One of the ways you know you are growing. Is that your experience of Jesus has changed. It does not mean it's no longer with you. Because once they got into the boat. They couldn't smell the grass on his shepherd clothes they couldn't feel his physical touch in other words what they had to rely on right now was faith sometimes your spirit or your mind is going to have an illusion of distance from the divine not because God has forsaken you but because it's time for you to walk in greater faith because if you see it then you don't need faith for it it has been substantiated if it's now physical but when it's not physical, then you need faith for it. Because instead of you handling the substance, you handle faith. Because faith is the substance. Substance is hypostasis. It means what I'm standing on top. Submarine, underwater. Oh my God. Subjugate, under power, authority. Subway, under the way. We go to America, they don't call it underground like they do in London, they call it subway. So, it is the substance. Faith 
is what is under my stance. That when I don't see Jesus, I obey his word. Why? Because I walk by and not by. How many of you know that sometimes when you feel distance from God, you pray better, you shout louder, oh come on, because you want to connect with that thing that you used to be so familiar with, but it feels like you, it's no longer within your grasp, and God is saying, child, I have not abandoned you, I'm just giving you time and space to catch up with where I am, to exercise your faith, he's coming somewhere around the room, he's coming somewhere in the room this morning, is, is he around, is my first son around this morning? Because if he was around, if, if he's sleeping, it's all right. But, but is he outside? Where is he? Where is he? Come, come, come. Where, where is he? Bring come in real quick. Come real quick. Come, 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 come. Let, let, let me just do an illustration. Come, son. Oh, love you. So I'm carrying him right now. I'm carrying him. He can feel me. I can feel the warmth of his body. He can feel mine. He feels cozy and comfortable. And he feels secure and safe. But I know, watch this. I know that he can move without me carrying him. Yes, In other words, he can exercise certain competences without my active physical validation. So if I put him on the floor, I'm not abandoning him. I'm showing forth his potential. Come in, come real quick. Come to me. Now he can walk and is exercising his own power and capacity. Sometimes you feel the distance from God because some of your potential will not be manifested in a divine embrace. They'll be manifested in divine delegation. In divine delegation. In divine instruction. In divine release. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In as much as I love carrying him, I want to flaunt his ability to walk, his ability to match, his ability to move. And I'm excited because something that used to be in me as a seed has been multiplied by a womb and has been carried for a while, but now it's moving by itself. Your prophecy will move. Oh yeah, 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 Something you are incubating will move. Something you're carrying will move. Yes, yes. This divine distance is divine delegation in disguise. It's divine delegation. God is saying, walk, move, go, be bold, open doors. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. It will move. This thing will move. This will move. Sheet bios. It will move. You've been carried for a while, but they evicted you from the house because God knows by now you ought to be a landowner. God knows by now you ought to be a real estate magul. So he, he causes people to evict you from your house where you have become lazy and dependent. He causes a shakeup in your place of work so you can stretch your muscles as an entrepreneur. He causes things to be agitated. He shifts the government and and causes them to suspend certain policies so you can think I can own a car by now why not if I had a car I won't be trekking up and down God allows certain things in your space so you can move from dependency to delegation from dependency to delegation from dependency to delegation ah yes God has not forsaken you He's as present as he was and as he ever will be. Oh, I feel your power. Pouring like rain. 
feel like somebody still has about 30 seconds of prayer in Jesus name we've prayed remain in that prayerful posture as I navigate the uh, middle and towards the end of the text thank you very much so it cost them be my guys he made them made in other words he took away other choices from them you hardly grow until choices or options are eliminated oh come on I gotta say that again you hardly grow until options are eliminated one time I was evicted from where I was living in school, I was in the BQ, I was evicted that night. That night, I, f- I found a place that night. It was not a desirable place, but I found a place. And a couple of weeks later, I was paying for a place that was a hundred and how much is guy for a hundred and that is something, hundred and six or something, I can't remember, thousand. A few weeks later. Now, I didn't borrow and I didn't steal. So that means if I had stayed in the BQ, watch this. I never would have flexed, oh, do you remember? Flexed my ability to raise that kind of money. And guess what? I never would have met my wife. Because it was in that place. I said, who's that girl? See, there are certain things God has for you that for you to get them, it will look as if he's distancing himself from you. This is the reason. The Bible says, ask and it shall be given. When I'm asking and it's given, I can see the person I'm asking. Or I'm within earshot of the person and it's been given. But that's baby level. The next level is seek. 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 If I ask and you give me, what are you going to give me? What I can handle, right? If I seek... What am I going to find? Even things I'm not looking for. Some of y'all don't know that. Have you ever been looking for your car keys before? Then you saw a hundred dollar bill. I love it when it happens to me. See a hundred dollar bill in the breast pocket of a jacket you haven't worn for years. Or this two thousand naira. Even though it's just two thousand, you just feel happy that you found something. The reason God sometimes does not immediately respond to the ask is that certain requests require seeking. Not because God can't give them to you, but because you will not expand your capacity for discovery. And that's when you begin to rise, Vicky, to the place of kings. Because the Bible says it's the glory of King God to conceal a matter. And it's the glory of kings to search it out. So if you are still not searching, you're not ready for kingship. Searching means you're going to walk out through the night. Sometimes at night, my earphones are on. I'm not even praying. I'm just saying, how are we going to get 1,000 souls saved in 2020? How am I going to raise leaders that can do what I'm doing in my absence? And as I begin to brood, the Spirit of God will say, read this passage. Write this one down. Create this curriculum. Do that one. Because it's the glory of kings to search out what God has hidden but many of us when we've asked for a few times and we don't get it we go away what you don't receive by asking you will apprehend by seeking so he made them go he made them go and guess what happened the Bible says in the middle thank you media I love this the middle of the sea, the middle of the journey. Can you go back to Matthew for me, 14? That there was a storm. I'm almost done. There was a storm. Let me tell you what God spoke to me, what, what God said to me about 2.35 or so this morning. I said, God, after we had discussed and spoken about what I should speak about, I said, God, any special instructions? Do you know what God said? He said, preach them into their destiny. In the next 10 minutes, I'm going to be releasing prophetic words from the text. And some of you will just be like arrows. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea. And what was happening to the boat? Tossed by the waves. Why? The wind was contrary. 
I want you to understand something, please, for somebody who needs this reminder. The fact that you are in a boat God sent you to does not mean there will be no waves against it. Because sometimes we get the illusion that if I'm really in God's boat, then there should be no waves. Well, the truth is, because you are in God's boat, there's got to be waves. Oh my God. But God sometimes allows waves so that he can make waves with your testimonies. I love this, Sultan. Do you know what I love about this text? He says, when the boat was now in the middle. Oh, come on, people. Come come from the other side. Come from the other side. They stand from the other side over there. And that's where they're going. This is where Jesus made them get into the boat. Uh, isn't it interesting? Watch this. Watch this. That the storm did not start here. When they were just getting into the journey. Because if the storm started here, they would have gone back so quickly. Because they would say, we haven't traveled too much. Let's just go back. But when the storm came in the middle, they would have looked back and said, we've traveled so far. And looked forward and said, we have just about the same distance. So instead of covering the same distance backwards, I will cover the same distance forward god times your waves god schedules your storms god determines when opposition rises so that you will not quit so that you will not give up and if there are waves around you right now news flash it means you're halfway through some of y'all didn't hear what i just said I said if there are storms against you right now, it means you're 50% gone. You're halfway through. Or as I used to tell my wife, we are almost there. Look at somebody say we're almost there. We're almost there. We're almost there. Some of you don't know it's a very personal thing. But one of the ways in which we're almost there started was the when we were dating or courting and our bodies were doing this geese. And we said, God, no kissing, no sex till we get married. But you know when you're very close to your wedding day? How many people saw Phil Thompson's video the other day? Phil Thompson. Oh, you did you see his video? Where we're saying, pray for me. He's got this fine fiance. He said, pray for us because something is about to happen but God can help us 90 days to go so when my wife and I and our bodies were acting up and we felt like compromising we would say one to another we are almost there some of you right now you want to quit you want to die you want to take some poison and call it a good bye but let me tell you you are almost there you are almost in the manifestation you are almost going to hold the doctor's report you are about to apprehend that thing that God apprehended you for you are almost there help me go to seven people high five them and tell them we're almost there We've been talking about our building. We've been talking about our space. We've been talking about the new level. We've been talking about a new anointing. Can you be a little gentler on the keys? We've been talking about this, but I want to announce to you K-I-N-G-S, Kingdom Influences and Nations, Generations and System. Hear ye the word of the Lord. We are almost there. A few months from now, 300, 400, 500, 600 people. A few months from now, 1,000 people few months from now that whole street will be lined with cars I see it in my spirit I feel the fire in my belly I sense the oil of the prophetic upon the house almost there fire burning everywhere miracles on the fly on the regular teaching anointings and preaching graces multiplied across the house we are almost gospel force get ready for international tours from Ghana to South Africa oh my god to Egypt to London to Berlin to New York we are almost there's gonna come a time listen where you will look on television CNN a member of Kings BBC a member of Kings Al Jazeera a member of Kings African magic a member of Kings there is about to be a kingdom proliferation penetration there is going to be multiplication we are almost there Jason is walking on something he said it to me earlier I said my god this is a gem and a half get ready for explosion for exposure 
music team get ready exposure Cooper get ready we are all us contrary I'm almost there for the message give it the next verse and the Bible says that they were afraid you might as well remain standing so encouragement to finish in time in the fourth watch of the night Jesus went to them what was he doing you know what Jesus came out of prayer your greatest exploits will be born from the crucible of prayer not from the crucible of intelligent design or debate. There's a place for that. But the greatest mind-sharpening experience is prayer. The word says, come, let us reason together. I'll never forget, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, your mind can never be sharpened on the sharpness of the mind you rub your minds with. Yes, you rub your mind with. He spoke to me years ago. He said, every conversation with me increases your intelligence. So Jesus, and you see there's a connection between prayer and boldness. You know one of the things about prayer? You're speaking to the most dreaded entity. There's such fire in my, my whole, feeling sweaty right now. There's such a connection between prayer and boldness. You know why? Because if you see the manifestation of Jesus Christ, it is dreadful. If you see God in manifest form, it is dreadful. The Bible says, it said, nobody can see me and live. I am like a super massive injection of current from the national grid to a tiny bulb. It will blow it as your bulb ever exploded. Because there was power surge. You want to preach somewhere? Who want to meet you, but I think Larry dribbled all the way down, right? Larry went to preach somewhere at an event called Power Surge. Where's Larry? And there was Power Surge. Literally, the theme was called. So the pastor said, be careful what you name your conference. It was Power Surge. And there was Power Surge. Things, cables exploded. Why? Because that amount of power is too great for domestic consumption. So if you see the dreadfulness of Jesus Christ in his manifest form. Dreadful, not from an appalling place, but from fear-inducing, reverence-provoking. You, you can't just hang, hang around like this. John said, I saw him and his eyes were filled with fire. His feet were like burnished bronze. There was a gold belt around him. His face was white like the burning brightness of the sun. His hair was white as wool. So I couldn't look at him. I fell on my face in the place of prayer. A revelation or the revelation of God increases in your life. And when you have seen God, you are bold enough to see anybody. When you have conversed with the one who, it does not matter how deep the baritone of that MD, that ED, that CD is. You go say, you know what happens? Nice smile. You know what happens? The boldness of God that is reposed in your spirit begins to find expression and ascendancy as you commune with God. Song God gave me two or so years ago. As we seek your face, as we touch your grace, I feel the warmth of your embrace. We never want to leave this place. We have time, we might take it. But see that, when you have seen that, you can see anybody. Moses, when you've seen the burning bush, who is Pharaoh? That's why you must crave God encounters in the secret place. So you can manifest divine encounters in the public space. An encounter. An encounter. This is not them say, them say. This is not, I read A. Allen. I read Smith Wiggles' word. This is Makula Kikopo Yakataka. This is Tojo Luato had an encounter with God. It shapes everything. See, there's some things you don't need to tell me. There, there's some things you don't, I, I know. Living in divine health, I know by experience, guys. This November, over 22 years, I've depended on medication. 22 years. That's not willpower. That's an encounter. That's an experience. That's something. I have nothing against medication. I just don't use them. 
an encounter. You can tell me about, about finances. Last time I borrowed money was 2008. 2000 and what? Eight? Twelve years? That's not head knowledge. That's not economic indices. That's not financial projection. An encounter and praying that in this moment there will be an opening of new portals for you a supernatural place in the heavenlies where you access those spaces that God said in my father's house there are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you that the spirit of God Jesus was walking on what they were afraid of. Look at somebody say great faith. Shouted great faith. Bold moves. Shouted great faith. Bold moves. Jesus was walking on the sea. Walking on the sea. Walking on the sea. Because the sea had no choice but support the very one who made it. The sea no choice but to comply with the align to align itself with the word of the one who created it this sea watch this Jesus does not exist for the sea the sea exists for Jesus you don't exist for your job your job exists for you you don't exist for that situation that situation is working together for your good the Bible says while they were afraid all afraid and scared talk about you know what happened Peter Jesus said it is I do not be afraid it is I do not be afraid do not be afraid do not be afraid of the future of failure of cares of abandonment of loneliness of shame of retaliation of attacks of assault do not be afraid I take authority over the spirit of fear that is saying you end up like your dad you will fail like your mom you will lose all the money you invested things will work together for your good that devil is a liar I dispel right now I expose it secret fears hidden fears fear of flying fear of driving at night fear of traffic fear of Okada fear of this one fear of that one I break their grip over your life in the name of Jesus Somebody shout, I'm not afraid anymore. I want it to really shout from the belly of your spirit. I am not. Rosemont Dungeons, open your mouth, shout aloud. Maha, shout aloud. I'm not afraid anymore. Give me the verse. Jesus said it is I. And you know what Peter said? Peter said, if it is you next verse Lord if it is you <laughs> Makaya command me if it is you command me to come to you on the water The place where boldness is developed is in conversation with God. Do you know that this was a prayer? Are you aware? If it is you, do you know that was a prayer? Because prayer is communication with God. Oh my God. Prayer is communication with God even if it carries a measure of uncertainty. Oh my Lord. So, instead of saying, I'm too tired to pray, let your tiredness be the first prayer in the prayer point. Lord, you know I'm tired right now. I really want to pray for an hour. But God, I'll just spend the next few minutes and I trust you for grace. Two, three times you sleep off. So what? You prayed off sleeping. Haven't you slept off talking to your friend on the phone? Come on, people. Don't, feel, don't let the devil condemn you for doing the right thing imperfectly. So y'all didn't get what I just said. I said don't let the devil condemn you for doing the right thing imperfectly. It's imperfect, but it's right. I didn't do it long enough, but it's right. I didn't do it with the intensity, but it's... 
And if I was perfect, I would have no need of a perfect redeemer. It's that if it's you, Lord, command me to come. What did Jesus say in verse 29? Simple. Verse 29, media. He said, oh, I wanted to project that. Jesus said what? Somebody shouted. Somebody shouted. I wish I could expound on this, but I don't have time. In Hebrews chapter 4, he said, seeing that we have a high priest. <laughs> oh, who is not touched, but with the feelings of our, who is touched, but see not that we have a high priest who is not touched by the feelings of our infirmities, but who was tempted in every way as we are. He said, yet was without sin. He said, because of that, let us do what? Let us do what? Peter saw Jesus and said, if you are the high priest, just tell me to come. Just tell me to come. If you are my high priest, it doesn't matter whether I'm a low sacrifice, middle sacrifice, top sacrifice. Your highness will recalibrate my moves. Oh, you're not getting what I'm saying. The priest you are will correct whatever imperfections there are in my steps. And all that Jesus said was come. Do you know that there's a difference between go and come? Go means I'm not already there. But come means I'm already where you are striving to be. And because you believe in me, you are already there. But you just need to take steps in the natural to match up with the spiritual reality I speak to somebody from a place of healing come I speak to somebody from a place of divine provision come I speak to somebody from a place of innocence and justification come I speak to somebody from a place of wholeness and emotional wellness come look for three people and tell them come 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 don't go away don't run don't hide don't fail don't faint come beholding us in the glass the glory of God we are being changed from glory to glory to glory to glory we have been changed he said, Come from glory to glory, glory to glory. He said, Come, come, don't be hesitant, come. The same way I told Kamin to come. His legs are not as long as mine, but it can take the steps he can take. Take the steps you can take. Take those steps and keep your eyes on Jesus. The words of the Peter came out of the boots. Somebody, you are coming out of the collective. The boat defined your possibilities before, but in the season, God is redefining your possibility. God is redefining how high you can go, how fast you can go, how well you can move. You are moving. And it said that when he took his eyes off Jesus, when he began to see the waves, when he began to see the situations and the circumstances, when he began to get distracted, media, can you help me? began to sink I love this please watch this and then we're gonna pray in about two minutes but when he saw the wind was boisterous I can't keep my eyes on Jesus and notice the winds so when I start noticing the winds when my conversation become colored by the problems of the culture my focus has shifted and my faith cannot be right when my focus is wrong. <laughs> when I mean my faith cannot be right, it means I can't deploy the full weight and power of my faith. But I love this. Can you shout this word? Can you shout it? Shout it. Peter began to sing, but it didn't end sinking. 
because the next verse the next thing he cried out and said Lord send me what, what does God say and when oh some of y'all are not hearing the shout that shout that oh my God do you see that Jesus doesn't say come on go and get, get your act together figure out this thing out man I've been with you for some now this shows me one of two things and I pray that it's exploding your spirit the way it exploded in mind when God showed me this years ago it's one of two things that happened here if Jesus or Peter was beginning to sink and immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and pulled him in it's one of two things it's either Peter was already close enough to Jesus oh my yeah yeah yours yeah already close enough to Jesus for Jesus outstretched arm to pick him up or he was still far and Jesus stretched his hand to cover the distance that Jesus hand will cover the distance wherever the gaps are in my walk wherever the gaps are in my finances wherever the gaps are in my sexuality wherever the gaps are Jesus your hand is long enough that's why we call him your hand is long enough to pull me out of shame and pull me out of fear and pull me out of jealousy pull me out of double-mindedness Jesus your hand is long enough immediately healing is happening right now what the doctors couldn't fix the hand of Jesus is fixing oh if there is an area of illness in your body put your hand on it right now make up your mind I'm testifying I'm not relaying the same story over and over again Jesus your hand is long enough to cover any distance and breach and a gap the latter you know why in verse 32 32 give me verse 32 verse 32 and when they got into the boat the wind ceased verse 33 then those who were in the boat came and did what saying I believe I believe that his hand literally stretched because if it was a normal fisherman that puts up pulled somebody out of the water they won't say truly are the son of God no matter how far you are from the prophecy and the promise the hand of Jesus if X-Men and cartoons can do it Flash you know that that's my, that's my favorite X-Men his name is Flash you know his name the disappearing guy the guy that what's that guy that disappears that Cartoon Flash, the X-Men character. This Flash is Can we stretch our hands to Jesus today? Somebody worship him. Somebody worship him. Hello, you alone, I got. You alone, I got, I got, I got. Just worship. Just worship. It deserves, it deserves, it deserves, it deserves the worship. That's why it says, All men have seen and fallen short of the glory of God, but the hand of Jesus. we do this in one more minute worship him for the revelation of his word for the declaration of the promise
as we seek your face, as we touch your grace, feel the warmth of your As we see your face, as we touch your grace, oh God, we feel the my father my friend you help me carry on I feel the warmth of your embrace never want to leave father we thank you for your awesome presence manifestation of the spirit of wisdom and power we're not living here the same way we are changed by the acknowledgement of this revelation by the acknowledgement of your reality from today we no longer walk with our heads bowed shame is no longer part of our CV we walk with authority and audacity and confidence that even ever we, if ever we sink, your hand is long enough to cover the distance. Your hand is long enough to pull us in. Thank you, Lord. We release boldness over this house. Boldness. You will make bold requests. You will take bold steps. You walk in boldness. Big things are done through you. It's a Zion. Rejoice, Zion. Glorious things are spoken of you. Hey! Hey!
God to a warrior. God to three warriors. Shake your hands and tell them, bold moves, bold moves, bold moves, bold. God to three people. Shake their hands. Woo! generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.